Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. Welcome in You Better You Bet. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat here with you on a Tuesday filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley who will be back tomorrow. Ryan and I will be with you for the next four hours up until 7 o'clock Eastern Tom, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. You can also watch us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205. We'll be on Stadium in about an hour from 4 to 6. Make sure you check us out there. Coming up, Rick Camp will join us later on in the show in the third hour. We'll talk some NBA with Rick. We're going to talk plenty of NFL today as well. But, Ryan, we're going to start with uh, some breaking news which happened about 10 minutes before we hopped on air, and that is Joey Gallo. No, I'm just kidding. He did sign with the Nationals. One-year deal, by the way. With the Nats. With the Nats. Joey Gallo's coming to D.C. The big news, however, though, is the Milwaukee Bucks have decided to fire their head coach uh, after just 43 games. Adrian Griffin, who is 30-13, and 13, Ryan. This uh, from Shams is that he he's fired, and now the Bucks are looking at Doc Rivers, who has emerged as a serious candidate to become Milwaukee's next head coach. Stop. So, Is that the onion? That's real? That's real. Doc Rivers? From Shams, yeah. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off right no. there, but that is, uh, that's that's shocking right there. I mean, you got to remember that the Bucks just won the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. They're a couple of years removed from winning the NBA Finals against the Phoenix Suns in six yep. games, of course. And uh, the head coach at the time was Mike Budenholzer, who, yeah, I mean, I guess the knock was didn't make the proper adjustments. Um they got bounced, obviously, in the first round against the Miami Heat. But the Adrian Griffin hire didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And now this is just crazy because the Bucks, like you said, they're 30 and 13, which is the second best record in the NBA. Not great against the spread, 16, 26, and one against the spread. Not really great uh defensively this season, but um through 43 games and they're already going to make a change. I don't think Doc Rivers is the answer. No. Right? Man, could you imagine if the Bucks get the Sixers in the second round in that 2-3, which it certainly looks like could happen. Yeah, and I'd be betting the 76ers. I, be I was talking about this last night. I mean, I really like Philly, and I know we're going to talk about what Joel Embiid did last night, dropping a 70-piece. Um, but, I mean, Tobias Harris, 
having probably his best season as a pro. You have Maxie's really taking that next leap, which is why he's the uh, favorite right now to win most improved. He's awesome. Yep. Um, and it's all about coaching, man. Like Nick Nurse, we've seen him in the postseason, and I know it didn't end well in Toronto, but you saw him win the NBA Finals, win an NBA championship a couple of years ago. I thought he was really good in the Eastern Conference Finals against Milwaukee, against Mike Budenholzer, coached circles around him, and that was good against Golden State, but they were also really beat up. They didn't have Kevin Durant except for one half in that series. But, um, yeah, man, like I would give the coaching advantage to Philadelphia. And right now, I love Giannis. I love Dame. But Embiid right now, probably the best player on the planet outside of Jokic. Um, we could talk about that, obviously, as well. But, yeah, this is shocking, man. The Bucks through 43 games, and they're already going to make a change. It looks like Joe Prunty is going to be their interim head coach, which is funny because when they fired Jason Kidd, uh, he was the interim head coach mm -hmm. before they made the Mike Budenholzer hire. So this is crazy um, for the Milwaukee Bucks, who still, even with this, I guess you call it disastrous start to the season, they're 30 and 13. It's crazy right. to say they have the second best record in the league. Are you ready to write them off because of this? Because clearly there's something that wasn't. Yeah. If they hire Doc Rivers, I am. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think that's what's important is they better get this next head coaching decision right. Because, you know, Giannis, I mean, vouch for Griffin, right? Like the Bucks front office, they went to Giannis and they said, who do you want to be your next head coach? And he gave the Adrian Griffin seal of approval. Yeah. And now he doesn't want the guy. Ryan, we haven't even reached the all-star break. Like you said, they're 30 and 13. They're in second place in the East. You know, they traded for Dame in the offseason. They've gone all in. Obviously, Middleton's declined a little bit. They got rid of Drew Holiday. But uh, something happened behind the scenes. Like, something had to have really gone south here in the last week or so yeah. to I make mean, them make this decision. Yeah, I mean, I covered the team for a couple of years. Obviously, did radio in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, I have buddies that still do the same. And um, actually... Uh, you know, everybody's been complaining about Adrian Griffin all season long. You know, I mean, obviously, like, I like the Dame pickup, but when you trade away Drew Holiday, you know you're losing one of the better perimeter defenders. And I know he got absolutely torched by Jimmy Butler in the first round of the playoffs last year. But they've just struggled on the defensive side, on the defensive end. And then um, a lot of guys have regressed. But also, I mean, some of the guys that have regressed, like Brooke Lopez, is having a disastrous season. But also, I think he's washed. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had a solid year last year. The year before that, he was injured the entire season. So I wasn't expecting him to have the same type of year. Uh, but we'll see what they end up doing here, man. Doc Rivers, that doesn't really move the needle for me. So if I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, I already like Boston. Uh, but I, it's hard for me to trust Boston after what they've done to me the last couple of years with the uh, finals futures. And it's probably uh, Philadelphia. You know, and and then Milwaukee right now, especially if Doc Rivers is the choice as their head coach. And how about our guy Rick Camp is going to join us later on in the show? He's been talking about Cleveland and like a team to win that division with the Bucks in it, right? Who are currently three games up. Cleveland's won eight in a row, Ryan. Like they are red hot. Only three back of Milwaukee. Now they got this head coaching change. So Milwaukee, like they're not thinking about the regular season, right? I mean, no. they don't care what happens. They obviously made this move because they want to win a championship, which again, just why like bringing Doc Rivers is the guy that you want to do that. I mean, I, there's nobody off the top of my head who I could think of as like a better option. Mike Budenholzer, right now. You think you think Bud's a better? Coach <laughs> no, than no. Rivers? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah, yeah, I do. Even the championship, even I mean the um, that he won in in Boston, I give more credit to Tom Thibodeau for that one. Yeah, I'm not a Doc Rivers guy. Not when we get to the playoffs. Agreed. I mean, especially if you have a 3-1 lead. The Bucks plus 475 to win the finals, plus 220 to win the East. They still have the second best odds next to Boston, plus uh, 130. And then Philly, plus 475. 
the Heat, 14 to 1. The Knicks, 20 to 1. Man, the East is a mess. And then the Cavs, who you just talked about, 25 to 1 uh, to win the East. It's another reason I like Philadelphia is because of the top teams. Like, they just so clearly have the best coach, right? I'm not sold on Missoula. Now, Milwaukee. I yeah. mean, we'll see if they end up going with Doc Rivers or somebody else. But I'm with you. I just, Philly to me is is the play, man. And uh, Joel MB, what a week he has had. He was plus 900 in the MVP odds, and now he's plus 120 after his 70 piece last night. When I was doing my show, send it in here on BetQL yesterday, my prop lock was Embiid over points because I remember what Giannis did when he went up against Wembenyama, and it was one of those like personal challenges. Like, I've been hearing a lot about you. You're a great young player, but I'm going to show you like I'm still one of the top players in the league kind of thing. Yeah. I figured Embiid would have the same kind of attitude last night, and he just went crazy at 70 points. I just hope Joel can stay healthy. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see him go into the playoffs looking like the regular season MVP Joel Embiid kind of guy that we get. Yeah. But I'm with you. There, There is something different about this Philly team. I think a lot of it has to do with Nick no, Nick Nurse co- coaching them. Yeah. But I, I also just think that, you know, Embiid clearly being the number one guy who's going to have the ball in his hands so much, because even though when Harden was there, Embiid was the number one, Harden demands the ball a lot. So I think, you know, Embiid and then some of the veterans that they brought in to help him out, I think Philly's a dangerous team in the uh, East. We were talking about this last week, too, that Embiid we thought was the play at MVP because the numbers he was putting up, we thought that would just continue as long as he could stay healthy, and I still feel that way. I think he's the guy to beat yeah. for the MVP as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah, I agree, man. And I mean, what a game last night. Victor Webb and Yama drops, you know, 30-plus. And nobody talks about it because Embiid has 70 on the other end. Right. Carl Anthony Towns scores 63 points in a loss to the Hornets, gets benched down the stretch, uh, and nobody talks about it because Embiid goes off for 70. I don't really care what happens in the playoffs um, or the playoff struggles because, you know, last year had the MVP futures. I wish I would have played a little bit more last week. It's just crazy how things could flip in the NBA, man. Nine to one last week. And then you're watching that thing last night, you know, and it's like two to one in the first quarter, just keeps dipping, 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 and now plus 120. If you had to do anything else in that market other than Embiid right now, and really it's just, it's about health, right? How many games is he going to play down the stretch? I think he's going to be playing the majority of them uh, as long as he stays healthy. Jokic is 3-1. to SGA is plus 375. Luka 10 to 1. Giannis 11 to 1. I wouldn't play Giannis at 11 to 1. Jason Tatum 33 to 1. I wouldn't touch. Who who else would you even look at right now if you were going to do anything? Because for me, it would probably be Luka. And then I hope that Dallas finishes as a, as a maybe a top four seed. You know, he puts up ridiculous numbers down the stretch. Maybe Embiid does sit. Uh, maybe Jokic sits down the stretch. That'd be my only uh, look probably right now would be Luka. And you look at all the time that some, you know, Kyrie's missed time this year. But I don't know, man. I don't even think it's worth a play right now. I, I think play anybody S- other than Embiid. No, I don't either. But if there was somebody I would play, I think SGA is fascinating, man. Just because, like, what if OKC gets the one seed in the West, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be... He's going to be right there. I do think Giannis is interesting, though, just because of the new coach. Like, what is his role going to look like, you know? Does the new coach benefit his game? Does he put up even better numbers than what we're accustomed to? Like, how does that affect him? So, it's 11-1. to You're getting one of the best players in the league. It's going to be a lot for him to, you know, chase down Embiid. But we saw last year when Embiid and Jokic were going back and forth how much the odds were fluctuating towards the end of the year. I think with a new coach... With Giannis, like that, that could be interesting. I don't know if he wins it, but uh, to me, that 
That would be like a sprinkle, maybe one worth taking just because of the upside, 11-1. to 1. But I think it's got to be SGA, man, just because of the year OKC's having, just because of the numbers that he's putting up. The problem, though, is that, like, they're really not on national television. Like, SGA yeah. doesn't have those showcase games, right? And he's not the household name that Embiid and Jokic are. Like, obviously, people that follow the NBA, casual sports fans, they know how good SGA is. They know that the Thunder are having a good year. But that's the way these awards work. I mean, you know, it's like when we talk about in college and all these guys that play in the Pac-12, like, you don't want, you know, the East Coast doesn't stay up and watch them at night. It's tough to watch the Thunder play. So what do you think about? Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And before I would do anything with Shea, I'd probably I mean, I played all the Wemby futures. And after last night, both one uh, minus 115 right now. So uh, Victor Webb and Yama minus 115. Chet Holmgren also minus 115. I was just, man, if they finish as a top two seed, the top seed in the West, does maybe Shea get a look for MVP? And does Chet end up winning rookie of the year? Because usually, you know, team success has nothing to do with rookie of the year. But if they win 55 plus games and they're a top seed in the Western Conference and he's putting up numbers, I think that definitely benefits. It helps. I mean, I know that Wemby's going to be playing in big games all season long. They're going to be nationally televised, but the Spurs aren't going to win more than 15 games this season. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I know. Weren't we talking about that last week where like OKC could just like wipe the floor with the awards market? You know, they could sweep it all. Rookie of the year, MVP, coach of the year, all these different things. Um, they're They're certainly a team to watch. I mean... What do you think about that division, though, with, like, the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and the Thunder? Um, I mean, do you think the Thunder get the one seed? Like, I think that basically what that comes down to is who do you think gets the one seed in the West? Denver, Minnesota, or OKC? Yeah, see, I just I don't want to do anything against the Nuggets. I don't want to bet against the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like down the stretch, I know they, they could have the championship hangover and the regular season doesn't really matter as long as they're a top four seed in the West. Um, but man, they're scary. I could see them repeating. I, I think that they're going to be something to deal with. You I see what Aaron Gordon's doing right now on yeah. the defensive end. I mean, the other night he didn't even score and he played 40 plus minutes in that game. Uh, Jokic is obviously awesome. And it's all about Jamal Murray staying healthy because then they have a closer. What's crazy is I'm looking at the Southeast division right now. The heat are minus 225. Because I'm tempted to look at some heat futures. I mean, Did obviously, you like the trade today? I do. I do. Uh, so they're 14 to one right now to win the East. And then they're 35 to one to win the finals. Yeah, I like Terry Rozier. I mean, he's having a ridiculously nice season for Terry Rozier. 23 points per game, six times. The Hornets are obviously terrible. Yes. Um, so that helps because the volume's been there. But oh, for Kyle Lowry in a 2027 first round pick, I actually really like that deal. You get another score. Yep. In the fourth quarter of these games, you already have Bam. You have Jimmy Butler, who obviously, when it comes to the playoffs, ends up uh, becoming Michael Jordan yeah. every single year. So, Hawkins yeah, I like it. has been awesome. Hero. I like it, too. Another scorer, another ball handler, another good perimeter defender. I think he's going to fit in there well. So, I'm with you. You know, Kyle Lowry is kind of a veteran guard who brings toughness and experience and kind of just, like, epitomizes that heat culture. But... He just doesn't, I mean, he's not the same Kyle Lowry that he was in Toronto. So with Rozier, you're really getting another guy who can score the ball, to your point, which I think is big. So I did like that trade for Miami as well. I don't know if that moves the needle for me to take them in, like, the Eastern Conference or anything yeah. like that. You know, I don't know if they're on the level of Milwaukee, Boston, or Philadelphia, but I, I did think it was a— uh, was a good trade for them. He was good in the playoffs a couple of years ago when he absolutely uh, cooked Eric Bledsoe when they played against Milwaukee. And he's still only 29 years old. The Heat 24 and 19, six in the East. 
and they're actually going to save some money, 15.4 million in luxury tax on this trade. And it creates 6 million for the uh, trade exception too. So I like that deal. And they get another guy that could score. And obviously they have one of the uh, better head coaches in the league too. So definitely worth a look. Uh, I'm not really doing anything in the NBA until yeah, we, was... till we get till, uh, till, till, till football season's over here. Fair enough. Yeah. We're going to talk some football uh, coming up. We're going to recap what we saw in divisional weekend, we're going to look at the two games in the NFC, Detroit, Tampa Bay, the 49ers, and the Packers. Right now, San Francisco favored by seven. Obviously, Debo Samuel 50-50 to play, so we will talk about that. We're also going to talk about the AFC divisional round. Baltimore gets past Houston, and then the Chiefs outlast the Buffalo Bills. We'll give out uh, some of our best bets in some of those games coming up obviously breakdown championship sunday bet mgm has some great specials that we will discuss gonna be a great show for the next three hours and 45 minutes here on you better you bet pj glasser ryan horvat here on a tuesday filling in for nick and ken on you better you bet presented by bet mgm We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.